when I was in Nigeria in 1970, I remember a young priest telling me that a theologian had come from England to lecture them on the latest theological insights. After his lecture, a priest got up and said, Well, thank you, Father, for what you've been telling us, but you say that they're new, these are new insights. I don't think they are. I would say they're old heresies, and they've been condemned by the Church. And so, from the priests and theologians, the rot has spread right down through the Church, right down to our children. To recover the faith, we have a great battle on our hands, a long war. Our main assault weapon in this war is the rosary. In the plight in which families find themselves today, I'd say that without the rosary, defeat is inevitable. With it, victory certain. If by victory, you mean the salvation of everyone in the family and the passing on of the faith to the next generation. Our Lady and Saint Dominic gave this weapon to the Church over 700 years ago. It's been in active use ever since and is as effective now as it's ever been. And I think it's certain that a main cause of the dwindling of the faith in Europe is the dying out of the practice of the family rosary. In Austria, after World War II, there was a complete collapse of vocations. One year, apparently, no one at all entered the seminaries. So the bishops held a synod to find out how this could have happened. The conclusion they reached was that the war had so disrupted family life that the centuries-old practice of the rosary in the home had stopped and had not started up again. This is my experience too. When the rosary goes, the faith soon collapses. I remember someone telling me of a friend of his, a great Catholic, the pillar of the parish, whose children had all lapsed, one after the other. They'd all fallen away from the sacraments and from attending Mass. So I said to him, I wouldn't mind betting that your friend had been brought up to recite the family rosary when he was a boy, and that his children haven't. Next time I saw him, he said that this was indeed so. His friend had had the family rosary at home when he was a boy, and when he got married and started his own family, they'd all said the rosary. But then, one evening, when they were about to start the rosary, one of the children switched on the television. And that was that. The custom of the family rosary was dropped, and in due course the children gave up the practice of the faith. On the Day of Judgment, I think that that one unrebuked action will be seen to have affected the destiny and eternity of many people. God sent his mother to Fatima to tell us we had to say the rosary every day. There was no other prayer she asked us to say. Accordingly, we should do what she asked. A layman I met once, who didn't say his rosary, told me he read the breviary every day. That's fine, it's what priests have to do, is the prayer of the church. So in a way, it's better than the rosary. But it's not what Our Lady asked for. She asked for the rosary. If a mother sends her child to the shop for a bottle of milk, and he comes back with cream, is she pleased? In a way, cream is better than milk, but it's not what she asked for. And you know, my own dear mother, when she was ninety, she got quite sort of senile, and she thought she was a little child, and she wanted to have her teddy bear in bed with her. And she said, where's my teddy bear? So we got her a teddy bear. 
if your mother wants something, if you love your mother, you, you give it her, if it's not going to kill you. And to quibble about giving Our Lady something that just takes 10, 15 minutes a day, really, I just think it's a bit mean. In that happiest of all homes in Nazareth, do you think that Our Lady ever had to ask for anything twice? If we want to be like our Lord, we must do what his mother asks. If we don't, can we expect things to go right? We cannot with impunity disobey the mother of God. She knows better than we do the dangers of this spiritual warfare. She sees more clearly than we do the dangers that beset us. She warns us, you must pray your rosary every day. If the garage mechanic warns you that your car needs repairing, or else it'll break down, surely you'd heed that warning. If the petrol gauge warns you that you need more petrol, do you do nothing about it? So if our blessed lady comes to Fatima and tells us not just once but six times that we must say the rosary every day, do we disregard that warning? If we do, we have only ourselves to blame when we find that our children have lapsed from the faith. I know that Fatima is only a private revelation, but nevertheless the Church has endorsed it, and that makes it rash for us to disregard it. If the Church tells us that Our Lady really did come to Fatima and say these things, then we must hearken to her words. Catholics who don't take Fatima seriously are very much on a par with the Jews who laughed at Jeremiah. If God sends us his prophets, and we don't take them seriously, well, we have the whole of the Old Testament to tell us what happens as a result. But at Fatima, God sent us not his prophets, but his own Immaculate Mother. So, I really think that the abandonment of the family rosary is a main reason why so many Catholics have lost the faith. It seems to me that the Church of the future is going to consist solely of those families who have obeyed Our Lady and been faithful to the daily rosary in the home. But already, you know, just looking around, we can see there will be vast numbers of people whose forebears used to be Catholics. In my work of visiting homes, I've seen the power of the rosary time and again. It can transform homes. I remember a woman telling me she couldn't thank me enough for having nagged her into starting it. It had united her family as never before. And I remember another home where I, I called. There was a funny atmosphere there, a sort of tension. The children were silent, the wife seemed very withdrawn, but the husband was willing to start the family rosary. When I called back a couple of months later, the atmosphere was quite different. The children were chatty, and the wife was friendly, and the husband walked down the road with me afterwards and said how amazing it was that the home was so much happier. One reason, I think, why the daily rosary makes for a happy home is this. From what some possessed people have said, and from what some of the saints have said, it seems certain that demons fear the rosary. It really terrifies them. Holy water certainly drives them away, but they come back later. For the daily rosary drives them out and keeps them out. It's rather like living in an old house where there are mice everywhere. The only way to get rid of them is to bring in cats. 
If you get a couple of cats after a week or so, there's simply no more mice there. Mice fear the very smell of cats, so they move out and go somewhere else. And then a home where the rosary said every day, the demons get more and more distressed and finally have to move out. They say that in warfare, you should find out what annoys the enemy most, and then do it as often as you can. Something the same applies to the uh, rosary and any demons that may be around. We have to make things so unpleasant for them that they reckon they'd be better off in hell. At least Our Lady wouldn't be there to distress them. This power to expel all demons must be one reason, I think, why, as they say, the family that prays together stays together. In that home, utterly free of evil spirits, there's an atmosphere that one does not find outside. In our demon-infested world, such a home is an oasis of God's grace. And people who come there feel in it a charm and peace which they don't find elsewhere. It's this delightful environment that draws the children back. We human beings are not meant to live in the company of demons. We are made to live with God and with the holy angels and saints in heaven.